Welcome to the Zach on Leadership Podcast. I am your host, Zach Hughes. Today's episode is entitled, Leadership Lessons from the Lower Town Experiment. Six months ago, I left my office in the corporate headquarters to join 40 co-workers in an office experiment. I wrote an article on my website about the experiment and what we hope to achieve, but I will summarize the main points here. Our corporate office campus is being remodeled floor by floor, so we needed some additional space to work while our floor got the makeover. We could have sought the closest suburban office building with space, but we intentionally decided to try something harder and different. This experiment was all about contrasts from the suburbs to the city, from a 1980s campus to an 1880s brick and timber warehouse from cubicles and offices to tables and chairs, from dedicated workspace to a multi-tenant co-working environment, from low density to high density workspace, from the corporate network to shared infrastructure. Here are some of our key learnings from the experiment. First of all, workspace is deeply personal. In my work as a technology leader, I'm no stranger to passionate debate. Technology professionals are notorious for wielding strong positions on cloud platforms, operating system flavors, and programming languages. As intense as those debates can get, there are few things more personal than workspace. Everyone has a preference and an opinion on everything. Few can agree on anything and one size fits all just doesn't seem to exist. Our work environment really matters to all of us. We care about it deeply because it's literally the seat of our productivity. Messing with workspace is a touchy subject. Knowing this, I'm particularly proud of the people in CHS IT that attempted such a radical upset to their work environment. It wasn't easy. The subject of urban and suburban is polarizing. I've found that there are an equal number of people that like the suburbs and dislike the city as those who like the city and dislike the suburbs. There's hardly anything empirical about it It's just a polarizing subject, like Coke and Pepsi or cats and dogs. You like one or the other, and you probably have a strong opinion about it. For a number of folks in the experiment, the urban environment was a problem simply because it was urban, not because of anything specific about the building or location we picked. For an equal number, the urban environment was an exciting draw. Trying to be unbiased as possible, I think each environment has its own lists of positives and negatives, and each of us weigh those elements differently. Incremental change is easier to accept than radical change. As a change agent, I picked a pretty radical approach. This was a rip the bandaid off, shock to the system way of making change. As you probably expected, several people rejected the change. In retrospect, there are a number of things that we could have done differently to make it more incremental than radical. We could have gone with a medium density layout rather than high density. We could have invested in higher-end corporate furniture rather than the austere tables and chairs that are the norm for the startup community. We could have provided more personal storage space. All of these things would have made the change less dramatic, which probably would have made a significant difference for many. The cool factor. The city is cool. High-tech startups are cool. Brick and timber warehouses are cool. Eclectic neighborhood eateries are cool. Squeaky hardwood floors are cool. And hipster coffee, it's cool. 
So how cool is the cool factor? Does it matter? Does it make a difference? I'm not in high school anymore, so why should I care about being cool? Cool is the one thing that this experiment had in spades. Frankly, as a geek, this is probably one of the coolest things I've ever done. Over the past six months, countless people have wanted to come over and see our space. They've wanted to have off-site meetings here. They've openly expressed their jealousy to me. Trust me, I'm not usually this cool. The buzz has far exceeded the differentiating utility of all of it. But what if the buzz and the cool have utility in themselves? I'll throw this in the category of fun at work. If you Google fun at work, you'll find countless articles and studies that espouse the productivity, creativity, retention, health, and economic benefits of, from having fun at work. So yes, I can definitely say that this is important and worth it. When this wraps up, we will have to find more fun, cool, and buzzworthy things to pursue. It's worth it. The technology was the easy part. I wrote an article on my website about, about the technology challenges we took on as a part of this effort. We threw plenty of technology at this to make it as good as possible. For the most part, the technology worked. Noisy HVAC system, noise canceling headphones, done. If only all of my challenges were this easy to solve. Product teams are key. About a month ago on this program, I mentioned that we are transitioning to a product operating model within CHS IT. While this effort is gaining momentum now, six months ago, it wasn't underway yet. Ideally, we wanted to co-locate dedicated product teams in Lower Town, but for a variety of reasons, we weren't able to do it that then. That produced a situation where people in Lower Town had to collaborate all day with people at the corporate campus. We provided the technology to do that differently, but as a side effect, working in Lower Town felt a lot like working from home. All of the action was still in the corporate campus. As a result of this experiment, I believe that autonomous, dedicated product teams are the key to a successful multi-site IT department. Spreading shared services across multiple sites simply produces a lot of conference calls. Conference calls are fine, but most people prefer fewer and more of them. Did it work? So what is the verdict? Did the experiment succeed or fail? That probably depends on how you define success. Here's how I think about it. In practical terms, this was designed to be a short-term solution to a short-term space shortage created by our corporate campus remodel. Lower Town met that minimum threshold for success without issue. On the other extreme, I imagined a possibility where the Lower Town experiment was so successful and valuable that we didn't give it up when we had the chance because the business value was overwhelming and intrinsically justified, independent from the space shortage. That didn't happen. We are, in fact, moving back to the corporate campus shortly. While part of me is sad about that, I'm personally looking forward to being back on campus full time. I think I can do my job better in person than from a satellite office location. For me, success means learning. Did we learn something from this experiment? Yes, we did. A lot, in fact. In addition to all the lessons I captured above, I'll add one more. Our people are resilient and adaptable to change. They also really know how to get work done. We dropped a bomb on the workspace experience for a lot of people beyond just the lower town experiment. Throughout that, and despite that, we continue to produce a lot of business value to, to the CHS owners. That's pretty remarkable. That's the kind of success I'm all about. 
That's all for this week's episode of the Zaccon Leadership Podcast. Are you enjoying this program? If so, please share it with your colleagues. I would also love it if you left me a review and a rating. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week.